everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Talk Recorded live. Hello and welcome. This is Denise Michaels, and I am your book coach, editor, and proofreader. And I am delighted that you are listening to this audio. Um, In this particular audio, we're going to be creating your strategic attraction book plan, which you're going to learn in about two minutes what that's all about. And so I'm delighted to have you here. You know, I want to give you a lot of credit because you have taken a big step forward towards becoming a book author. Um, Most of my clients, the reason why they want to become a book author is not because they always had a passion to write the great American novel, um, but because they see it as a vehicle, um, as a path to help them create more business. Um, They want to give really great content in their book, um, but they also want that book to attract media attention, um, speaking engagements, clients, all those good things. And I want you to know that that's how it worked for me. Um, In 2005, I came out with a book on marketing for women small business owners. I was a marketing coach at the time. And the book was called uh, Testosterone-Free Marketing. Um, That title did very, very well for me. So when we get to the point where we're talking about book titles, we want something that's, you know, clever and attractive and, and, and draws in readers. Um, but at any rate, I came out with that book, and uh, it became a business bestseller. It sold in 16 countries. Um, it was translated into Korean. I got to travel to Seoul um, and do a book signing. It was pretty amazing. And uh, even more importantly, it got me tons of media coverage. Um, I was on the Today Show. I was brief, you know. <laughs> I got interviewed by Al Roker, but uh, anyway, tons of media coverage, um, more speaking engagements than I can shake a stick at, and that resulted in a lot of clients because, you know, people would say, gee, I heard you on, you know, this radio show, and I'd really like to find out more about working with you, or, you know, I would speak at an event, and they would come up to me afterwards and hand me their business card and say, I want to talk more about working with you, you know. So anyway, a book does work that way in in just magical ways. So all right. So let's get started with your strategic attraction book plan. First, I want to give kudos to my very good friend, Stacy Hall. Um, Stacy came out in 2001 with a book that was called Attracting Perfect Customers, The Power of Strategic Synchronicity. She is one of my best friends. Um, We probably get together every one to two weeks um, and do something fun or talk about our goals or something like that. But this book contained something kind of similar to what we're going to go through, only what I've done is I've sort of adapted it 
for people who want to attract book readers rather than customers of other services or products or something like that. You know, I've made it a little bit more specific. So what I want you to do is I want you to get out one sheet of paper. Okay, we're not going to do this on your computer screen. Paper is cheap. So you can pull out a sheet of paper from your printer, perhaps you have nearby, or you can uh, rip off a sheet of paper that's on your legal pad or something like that. You know, you want a full-size, you know, 8.5 by 11-inch sheet of paper. Don't take a, a little tiny, you know, notebook that's like smaller than your cell phone or a Post-it and think you're going to do all this. You're not. Believe me, okay? Now, I want you to take that piece of paper, now that you have it, and I want you to fold it in half. Fold it in half. If it has lines on it, I suggest you fold it lengthwise so that you can write on the lines because you're going to be doing a lot of writing. All right? That, you know, makes it a little bit easier. If it doesn't have lines, you can fold it, you know, lengthwise, crosswise. I, I even have, have people every once in a blue moon that can't fold it from corner to corner and make it sort of like a diamond. But, you know, it's up to you. You're going to be doing a lot of writing on it, though, so I want you to make it easy for yourself, okay? And so now that you have your piece of paper folded, all right, you basically have kind of like a four-page booklet, all right? You basically kind of have a four-page booklet. So what I want you to do is label the outside front one, label it one, label the inside you know, the left one, two, the right inside, three, and if you flip it over to the back, label it four. Okay, so you're going to label it one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, go ahead right now, and label your booklet that's going to become your strategic attraction book plan with the numbers one, two, three, and four. Okay, at the top of page one, I want you to write my Strategic Attraction Book Plan, okay? Now, it's not strategic action, it's strategic attraction, okay? My Strategic Attraction Book Plan, okay? Then, in the upper corner, write today's date, Write today's date, okay? And you, you want to write this, you know, so you can read it, but fairly small because you're going to do a lot of writing on this, okay? And below that, your name, my strategic attraction book plan, below that, your name. And then if you have a book title at this early stage, most people don't, but if you do, write your book title underneath that. Now, it doesn't mean you can't change it in the future. But if you have a book title you really resonate with, write that down. Okay? So now you have a strategic book plan, the date, your name, and if you have a title, you have a title. And then the other sides of the booklet, you have labeled two, three, and four. Okay? So now what we're going to do is we're going to do a little visualization. Excuse me, that was the chair as I was sitting into it, not a different sound moving forward. Okay, sorry about that. All right, 
Um, so what I want you to do is we're going to do a little visualization. This will be the and only time in our entire book coaching process together, however long it takes, eight months, nine months, ten months, okay? This is the only time that we're going to do a guided visualization together. Um, if you like doing that on your own, I welcome you to, but it's the only time we'll do it together, all right? So make sure that you're seated comfortably in your chair. Set down your piece of paper and your pen or your pencil, okay? Um, make sure that your arms and legs are uncrossed and your feet are, you know, firmly grounded and on the floor. And then close your eyes if you're comfortable doing so. Or focus on something in the room like a painting, a piece of art, a design in the rug, something on your desk that you like. Okay? And I'm going to share a little bit of a story with you. All right? I want you to imagine that you are in a large, busy bookstore. You are in a large, busy bookstore. Okay, it might be Barnes & Noble or Chapters or I'm thinking right now of Powell's in Portland, Oregon. All right, but you are in a large, busy bookstore. And this bookstore has a couple different floors to it. It has a couple different floors. And it has sort of like a mezzanine where you can take the escalator up and you can look down at the largest floor, the main floor where all the nonfiction books are located. So in your imagination, I want you to imagine that you are stepping onto the escalator and going up to the mezzanine, which is kind of like a balcony, and you are gliding, gliding, gliding on the escalator to the top. And then you step off. And then there's sort of like a railing, like a balcony. Okay, it could be glass, it could be wood, like a railing in your home. All right, and you step to the edge of that railing and you have no fear or concern about stepping there. You're just comfortably there. And you're looking down at all the people who are browsing around in this bookstore. And your eye in particular goes to the people who are browsing in the section of the bookstore where your book would be located at the store, where your book would be located. So that means if you are writing a book about business, it would be the business shelves. If you are writing a cookbook, it would be the cookbook section. If you are writing, um, let's say, a book about personal growth and motivation, your eyes go to that section of the bookstore. And you are looking at the people who are browsing around there 
And what I want you to do, and you're not that far away from them, and what I want you to do is kind of carefully observe and look for that one person that you think would be an ideal book reader for your book. Now, you kind of got to use your powers of intuition. Maybe they look like someone that was a great customer or client of yours in the past or in the present, all right? Or maybe they seem to have the right, you know, appearance or they seem to have a great sense of humor and they're enjoying the books they're pulling out and glancing over. You decide best. Okay, and then, you know, because you're interested in learning more about your ideal book reader and what interests them, because you're going to be writing a book that's for them, right, you're fascinated, you're curious, and so now you leave the mezzanine of the bookstore and you take the down escalator this time and you glide all the way to the bottom of the escalator. So now you're on the main floor where the majority of the books are, the nonfiction books, and you go to that section of the bookstore where your book would be located, and you choose this person who is still standing there in the relationship section, or the feng shui section, or the business motivation section, and you say hello. And you introduce yourself, and you say, gee, I noticed you have an interest in the kind of book that I'm writing, and I wonder if I could buy you a cup of coffee at the cafe and just talk a little bit. And they say, sure, no problem. All right? It seems totally natural to them. So the two of you chatting and enjoying the conversation walk over to the cafe section of the bookstore and they get, you know, the beverage that they like, whether it's a coffee or an iced tea or whatever, and you get the beverage that you like and you both sit down and you sit across from them And you notice the way they're dressed. You notice the expression on their face. And you talk with them about what they do and what's important to them and what matters. And you notice certain characteristics, qualities, and attributes that seem to be present in that person. You notice these characteristics, qualities, and attributes. And these characteristics, qualities, and attributes go way deeper than demographics. You know, demographics are things like they're male or female or it doesn't matter or their age group or their, you know, occupational class, say white-collar professional, um, you know, income group or something like that. All those things are important or and, and pertinent to the book you're writing, but we're going to go way beyond that. 
to what's called psychographics, which we can also term as characteristics, qualities, and attributes. So when you're ready, if your eyes are still closed, I want you to open your eyes and keep thinking about that ideal book reader that you shared a coffee and a conversation with. And on side one, below your name, I want you to write down characteristics, qualities, and attributes of my ideal book reader. Characteristics, qualities, and attributes of my ideal book reader. And then I want you to list them. Make a list. This is where I said you're going to do a lot of writing. Time to start right now as I'm talking. Start writing right now. Start writing down characteristics, qualities, and attributes. Now, as you're writing, just to inspire you, I pulled up the list of um, the Strategic Attraction Book Plan from one of my clients, and just to use it as an example. And maybe some of these characteristics, qualities, and attributes fit um, your ideal book reader, or they don't, all right? But, you know, maybe you'll get some, and you'll say, oh, you know what, I... I want that in my ideal book reader. So I'm going to read a few, okay? Um, they are, she said, they are creative. They are enthusiastic, passionate, curious and inquisitive. I'll say that again. Easy for me to say. Curious and inquisitive. Motivated. All right? They are open-minded, open to new ideas and new ways to look at things. They have disposable income to spend on their personal growth. All right, her, book, her whole book was about personal growth. They are optimistic. They register for my services and my events. They are eager to learn. They are accountable. They value and respect my time. They pay my full price and see it as an excellent value. They bring laughter and a sense of humor. They're willing to accept that everyone isn't perfect. They know I have my best, they know I have their best intentions at heart. Sorry about that. They know I have their best intentions at heart. They have a can-do attitude. They know what I offer is exactly what they want. And they refer me to other ideal book readers and clients. Okay? So if any of those inspired you, you should still be writing. If any of those inspired you, great. You're welcome to write them down. If not, I want you to come up with your own list of characteristics, qualities, and attributes. And I want you to come up with at least a dozen of them, at least 12 of them. And 20-something would be even better. Come up with all the characteristics, qualities, and attributes that you can on side one of your strategic attraction book plan. And you may come back to this later, all right? 
We're going to move on now to side two. So that means I want you to open up your little booklet to side two, which will be on the left side. All right. And right underneath side two, I want you to write down this question. What makes my ideal book reader tick? What makes my ideal book reader tick? In other words, what we're really going to get into in this question is their core values, right? Now, if I were to ask you what are their core values, it might be really hard to write them down because, you know, they tend to be at our core, right? And, in fact, if I asked you what are your core values, you might come up with a couple, but, you know, you might be stymied a little bit. So instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you five questions, and we're doing this all on side two, to reveal their core values. Five questions to help reveal their core values. And what I want you to do is jot down the first thing that comes into your head to respond to this question, okay? The first thing that comes into your head. Okay, so question number one, under what makes your ideal book reader tick, is why do they get out of bed in the morning? Why do they get out of bed in the morning? It might be something as responsible as they got to get their kids up and feed them and get them off to school. It could be something like they want to make a difference in the world. All right? You write down, why do they get out of bed in the morning? Okay? And once you have that down, we're going to move to question number two. And question number two is, who is the most important person to them in the world. Who is the most important person to them in the world? Okay. Now, it could be that this is a religious or spiritual person, you know, um, book reader, and, you know, so you write down God or something like that. You know, no, we're talking about a person who walks around on the planet, you know, not a deity. Okay. All right. Who is the most important person to them in the world? Okay. I mean, very often this is like a one-word answer or one short sentence. You're not writing big long lists for this for this side. Okay. Question number three. What is most important to him or her in the world? What is most important to him or her in the world? What is most important to him or her in the world? All right. Question number four. 
what does she want to accomplish or he? You know, what does this person want to accomplish before leaving this world? What does this person, your ideal book reader, want to accomplish before leaving this world? All right. And then the final question, number five, is what does your ideal book reader really love about his or her life? What does your ideal book reader really love about his or her life? Okay? All right, good. So I want to thank you for sticking with me so far. You're doing great here. And I want you to kind of uh, look back and forth at side one and side two, flip them back and forth a couple times. And I wonder if I asked you, which did you find more difficult to do, side one or side two? Side one, which are characteristics, qualities, and attributes, or side two, which is kind of centered around core values. All right? And even though side one takes more time because we do the visualization, you know, um, and it takes more time to kind of, you know, set it up and, and write this big long list of characteristics, qualities, and values. Um, characteristics, qualities, and attributes, excuse me. Most people find side two with core values to be more challenging. All right. Um, and it's because we've never really thought about it. You know, one thing that I want you to caution about as you are writing a nonfiction book, is that many, 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 many writers of books fall in love with their process, all right? That's part of why you want to share it with the world, right? They fall in love with their process, whatever that process is, rather than falling in love with their ideal book reader, all right? And when you're in love with your process rather than your book reader, it shows, okay? And if you're in love with your book, with your process rather than your book reader, that's a reason why side two might be more difficult for you because you, you spend so much time thinking about your process, you haven't put a whole heck of a lot of time into thinking about who's reading this book. Because it's got to matter for them or they're going to put it down or they're not going to buy it in the first place. Right? That's super important for you to know. So when you care about people, you know, the, uh, there's an old expression, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Right? So anyway, so if you had a tougher time with side two, you know, you're kind of in the norm. Don't worry about it. We're going to get there. But just notice it, okay? Another thing you might have noticed after doing side one and side two is you say, you know what? My book reader is a whole lot like me. My book reader is a whole lot like me. 
And you know what? That's fine. There's lots of great people like you. Okay? If you consciously want to um, write a book for people who are different from you, you know, then that means you may need to go through sides one and two and change it a little bit. Okay? For example, if you are a fitness book and you want to write a book targeted towards people who are overweight and having a hard time getting off the couch, you know, it's something to notice that difference and, you know, to love them even though they're different from you. Okay? All right. So I hope that's insightful to you and you learned a little something there. And now what we're going to do is we're going to move on to side three of your strategic attraction book plan. Side three. Okay? And on side three, we're going to talk about what you want to provide in the book. What you want to provide in the book. And don't start writing yet. I want to frame this just a little bit more. You know, when I started my business as a book coach, I wasn't ghostwriting yet. I started out book coaching. Like immediately, people started asking, are you a publisher? Are you a publisher? And after a couple months of this happening, I thought, gee, maybe I should add publishing to what I do. Now, one of the tenets of my little tiny business, all right, that I learned from a boss that I had, who was a mega best-selling author. In fact, I'll say his name, Robert G. Allen. He authored the Nothing Down, Creating Wealth, One Minute Millionaire, you know, a lot of books that, you know, sold hundreds of thousands, sometimes millions of copies. All right. One thing I learned is that you focus on doing the things that you love. All right. It doesn't mean that everything you do in a day you're going to love. All right but you focus on doing the things that you love. So when people said, gee, you know, are you a publisher? And I said, no, after a few months, I thought, maybe I should look at becoming a publisher and adding that to what I offer, right? And so I did some work. It was a little tough, but I did some work, some research on what do publishers actually spend their time doing? What do publishers actually spend their time doing? And the more I learned about it, the more I thought, this isn't for me. This isn't what I want to do, you know? And so I, I dumped that idea, you know? And I've had other people say, you know, well, Denise, why don't you handle the book marketing, right, and do PR and stuff? And I've done PR before. You know, I helped get books on the New York Times bestseller list. I helped make my book a a business bestseller and, you know, do all the things that I did with it. Sure I did. But you know what? I like coaching and ghostwriting a whole lot more. So I stay focused on that. So there comes a point where you have to trust that what you want to deliver both in your business and in your book will be an ideal fit with the ideal reader. In other words, you may think, you know, oh, I could add this and I could add that and I know some stuff about this and I know stuff about that. 
And it's like, yeah, of course you do. You could probably write 10 books. But the point is, is we want to stay focused on solving the problem that the book is intended to solve. All right. Now, you can go on different tangents with a, uh, with a business. All right. Um, but with a book, I really don't recommend you straying too far from solving the problem your book is intended to solve. All right. In fact, even with my book written years ago, um, there were, you know, when I really started editing and then doing the final edits and calling it down, I ended up deleting three chapters. I wasn't as good as at organizing and uh, putting together the book outline back then as I am now. And these were three topics that I knew a lot about. All right. But they weren't things that I really wanted to coach on and uh, stuff like that. And the thing is that when you write a book, you're going to eventually get asked questions about every aspect of that book. And when you reach the point where you are standing in front of a room of hundreds of people and you get a question about something that you decided to include in the book because you thought it might be good, but it's not something that's really your forte, really your expertise, really your joy, you know, people are going to see it, all right? I'm not a fake it till you make it kind of person. I am a practice the future person. You know, think about what it is that you really, really want and kind of practice stepping into it. But I'm not a fake it till you make it person, okay? So knowing this, what do you want your ideal book reader to expect from your book? What do you want your ideal book reader to expect from your book? In other words, what do you want to deliver in your book? So you're now on slide three, and I want you to write down what does my ideal book reader expect me to deliver? I want you to write down the things that you love to talk about and you want to include in your book and that's important to you and that helps solve a problem for your ideal book reader. Write them down. Write them down now. Okay? Now, you may choose to come back to this. I want to move forward to side four. Okay, you may choose to come back. That's okay. We're moving forward to side four. And on side four, what I want you to do at the top of the page is write down, what do I need to bring to the table to be successful with my book? What do I need to bring to the table to be successful with my book. All right? So maybe you need to be a better time manager. Okay? Maybe you need to stop beating yourself up so much or judging yourself negatively. 
All right. I will let you know that I, when I am writing, I misspell all the time. I forget commas. I do all that stuff, but I go back through and I fix it. All right. And along the way, as I'm fixing it, I don't judge myself. I don't beat myself up. I just say, oh, well, I'm human. Right? Books are written in the revising process, not the getting it out of your head. Okay? Maybe you feel like you need to be more consistent, more focused. Maybe you tend to have, you know, shiny bobble syndrome where you kind of are drawn to this one thing and get all obsessed and into it for a while and then you stop before you complete it and you get drawn into something else. There's a lot of unfinished books out in the world today. Okay? Maybe you need to remember to reward yourself when you complete something. Give yourself a little reward. All right? It's a good thing. You complete your first chapter, give yourself a reward. The first time you ever wrote a book chapter in your entire life, think about all those years that you've been on the planet. All right? And you wrote a book chapter. And then reward yourself when you get to the halfway point or you only got one chapter left point. Okay? And as I'm editing your chapters, you know, they're going to be polished up and they're going to look even more professional. All right? So it's going to be exciting. But just write down what you know right now you need to bring to the table to be successful. So with that, you have your completed your strategic attraction book plan. Or maybe you've almost completed it. So we probably have a couple of days left between now and the time that we're meeting, right, together. And what I want you to do is walk away from this right now but come back to it a little bit later. And I want you to go through the four questions on the four different sides. The first one is, what are the characteristics, qualities, and attributes of my ideal book reader? The second one was, what makes my ideal book reader tick? The third one is, what does my ideal book reader expect me to deliver? Okay, or what are the problems, you know, I'll say it slightly differently. What are the problems they want help with to solve? All right, and then side four is what do I need to bring to the table to be successful? And what I want you to do is spend maybe 10, 15 minutes between now and when we meet, 10, 15 minutes of homework. That's pretty easy, right? Okay. I want you to go through each question and ask yourself, is there anything that I need to add? Is there anything I need to add to be complete and to be comprehensive? Is there anything that I need to delete? Is there anything that I need to delete? You know, you look at it and you go, what the heck was I thinking? (laughs) Okay? All right? 
Side three, you know, what does my ideal reader expect me to deliver? What problems do they want my help solving? You might want to add more there. You know, also, if you step away from this a little while and, you know, come back to it a few hours later, on number four, what do I need to bring to the table to be successful? You might think of something else. Okay? So once you've done that and your strategic attraction book plan is complete, first off, I want you to recognize that this is a dynamic document. This is a dynamic document. What does dynamic mean? It means it is always flowing and changing. It is not cast in stone. It is more like cast in jello. So that means you can go in and change it anytime that you'd like. All right? But now that you're almost to the end of this audio, what I want you to do, once you feel like you've got it done, is then type it out on your computer, Microsoft Word, okay? and email it to me before our meeting. Because in our meeting, we're going to be talking about your strategic attraction book plan, some of the things that you have here. I might suggest things that you add or subtract or change a little bit. All right? It helps me get to know you a little bit better. Okay? And then... You know, email it to me, as I said, like the day before. And I'm also going to ask you what you learned from doing this exercise. What did you learn as a result of doing this exercise? Okay? And so with that, we are complete. And I want to thank you so much for taking your time to listen to this audio tape and go through your strategic attraction book plan. I am looking forward to our coaching call coming up soon. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing what you put down for this, and I'm very excited to work with you. So thanks once again. Take care. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and uh, we will talk very soon. Goodbye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.